This is episode 9 of H2H Sales Automation Podcast on how buyers lie and still go to heaven. Let's build a business based on H2H, not B2B, but human-to-human sales and marketing automation. A human approach is the only one that sells. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. My name is Bart, and I invite guests for a short 20-minute interview to inspire you and improve your sales and marketing the human way. Today, I'd like to welcome Roy Johnson, Sandler Training Franchisee of the Year. Uh, Roy is working with companies to sell more quicker while increasing market share and profit margins. Roy, welcome. Dad, good morning. Is it morning? I don't know when people are listening. Uh, it's probably actually good questions uh, if you can comment on any kind of social media while you're actually listening. What is your time when you actually listen that podcast? Uh, good question, uh, Roy. Uh, good morning, good afternoon. We are actually recording this in the morning, nice, uh, bright uh, morning, August time, still August time. Today's topic, Roy, is is how buyers lie and still go to heaven. I recall your actually uh, story um, about TV that you would like to briefly maybe share with your listeners. Which which remind me which story is that? Uh, that was the <laughs> that was the story you shared at one of the events that you ran about you buying a TV during the I think World oh, Cup. Oh yes, 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 yes. But, uh, so I mean, the, 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 this takes me this takes me back to um, a, a, I like football. Um, I don't understand football. I support Stoke City, so I've clearly messed up there. <laughs> um, and uh, just before the World Cup, not not last World Cup, I think it was the one before. Um, I got this 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 telly. I got my life planned. I was going to watch uh, the matches, and and all of a sudden the the TV started releasing black smoke out the back. And when the chips release the magic black smoke, the TV stops working, um, which was which was a bit traumatic. Uh, and uh, I did a little bit of research, um, decided the TV that I wanted, and knew exactly what I wanted, and it was in my local um, Curry's. Um, so, so I got in the car, in fact, I got into my wife's car because you can put big boxes in the car and you, <laughs> you can't in my car. And, um, and I was, I went in there, I went into Coys, went right to the back of the building. There's this TV and, and I found the TV that I was going to buy. I'd got a credit card in my pocket. I was ready to go. And I'm just looking at the TV. Um, and, and I think, I think an audio, if anyone saw me, they'd just see this bloke standing there drooling slightly out the side of his mouth at this marvellous new OLED TV he was going to have. Um, and, and then I felt a, a presence on, on, on my shoulder, and it was the salesman. And, you know, Bart, what, is this, what, what do these TV salesmen, when, you know, when they're in coins, what do they typically say uh, when, when they lurk on your shoulder? What do they say? Probably, how can I help? Exactly, that was exactly what it is. They only have one line. I mean, I don't know what they teach these people. I really don't. <laughs> um, yeah, how can I help you? And and I'm going to buy this TV, this one there. Um, and um, uh, I got the credit card. There was no selling involved. But, you know, what did I say? I mean, a salesman's approached me. What did I say? He said, how can I help you? What did I say? You probably were a bit, maybe not embarrassed, but you replied something like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just looking. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I wasn't looking, I was buying. Yep. But so, so first interaction, I didn't know this young man. Um, he'd never done me any harm. And I started the interaction by lying to him. 
Um, and it's just it's just a triggered response. And I think anyone listening now will have had the how can I help you? I'm just looking conversation. Um, if they haven't, they've never been shopping. Um, and 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 I sort of went very standoffish. Um, and went, well, I'm just considering this. I really don't know. At which point, um, at which point he offered me a free soundbar. I didn't need a soundbar. I'd got a sound system. And I thought, oh, oh, really? I said, oh, that makes a, a little bit of difference. But this is a big TV. I'm going to have to buy one of these boxes underneath it. What do they call cabinets? And he threw in a cabinet. <laughs> And he gave me a further ten percent off all of that, and and I just was standoffish. And this is this is how how they responded, and and so you know, if he'd have just said, "Do you want me to box that up for you?" I would have said, "Yes, please." Here's my credit card. As it was, I, I walked out with a cabinet and a uh, um, a soundbar, which went immediately on eBay, um, and, um, and 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 it works. If buyers lie, they get great things. And, and and the thing is, you know, buyers lie and can still go to heaven. And and I think that's why they do it. And they've been taught to do that by bad salespeople. What a great story, Roy. Uh, th- thanks for sharing. I, I think this opens up the kind of further conversation about how we approach conversation in general with uh, with the people. And uh, there is a, uh, within the inbound methodology, which is a really great fan of, is that the, the, the purpose of the selling um, is basically not selling itself, is helping someone to buy, to recognize on what stage they are in the buying process, understanding their human and also understand, ask the right questions. So selling or helping to buy approach and how would you start the conversation, the conversation that will lead to the, to the success? It, it, it's interesting when you say that because um, I think the three main problems that I see in B2B sales in particular, and that's where I sort of mm-hmm. specialized, is the three main problems is it's technical. Um, yep. Salespeople don't know what to say in which order. Uh, mm-hmm. The second problem is they know what to say, but won't say it. Um, and the third thing is they try not to look like a salesperson. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, when someone starts uh, with a conversation, I, I'm not trying to sell here. Of course they are. You know, you know it. They know it. And 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 why? It's ever likely buyers lie because you start off with a line. Ah, I'm not trying to sell anything. You got salesman on your card, um, and you've got a shiny car parked outside, and and, and it, it's just dysfunctional. The whole thing about sales is dysfunctional. And and I hate the word sales. I, I, I just hate mm-hmm. it because it's got such a, you know, when people think salesperson, they go, ooh, and they lean back and they, they, they go, ooh, no, we don't want to talk to you. You might make me buy something I don't need. Yep. Um, so, so and, and this has gone on for, for centuries. This is nothing, nothing new. And I think salespeople, there isn't a word. And if I mean, if you can think of a word or if any of the listeners can think of a word, but but I think we should throw sales out because of the bad rep. And, and I think we should replace it with a shorter word that says agent of change. Mm-hmm. Our mm-hmm. job in sales is to have the sort of conversation that that brings a potential buyer to a decision to change what they're doing now and buy something. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, I see this so often. People are people in sales. If they sell something, it's because they're a genius salesperson. If if they don't sell anything, it's because the buyer's an idiot. Um, and 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 you'll hear this on the news, won't you? When businesses yep. do well, it's because they're well organized. They know what they're doing. They've got the great products. When they don't sell well, they blame something. We blame Brexit. We blame the economy. We blame COVID. We blame Alex Ferguson. Whoever you want to blame, you know. <laughs> and and I used to blame him for a lot, to be fair. But and I, I like the guy. Um, but 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 they blame things, and yeah. and that's not how sales should work. If you're not having the right sort of conversation where someone comes to the conclusion, it's time to change my behaviour to bring this product into my world. You've screwed up as a salesperson. And I think it brings the the question obviously about the motivation, about also the how you get prepared. I like your comment about uh, yes, I don't want to look like a salesman, but actually the ultimate goal of growing business and a business is yes, is bringing more money into the business, bringing cash, and uh, cash won't be able to happen without proper sales, obviously. And so when when you, you talk to quite a lot of businesses, and uh, by the way, congratulations, uh, you're with Sandler for many years, but you, you're a perfect example of someone who take that conversation about the sales into the kind of human level. But your experience of working with people, how to follow up, how the follow up works. Our experience as a, someone who works on a systems basis is that we have like tasks, list of tasks, okay, like 15, 20, 50 follow ups a day. But follow ups, what, what follow ups should look like in a good scenario, B2B environment, and how, mm-hmm. how we as a salespeople can, pre- can, can prepare for, for follow up? I, you know, this is another one of my hobby horses. Um, you know, uh, people, uh, d- d- so can I tell another story? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, I had a guy contact me and he says, um, I want you to do a course on objection handling. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my guys have long conversations. They do lots of quotes and then they end up with a lot of objections. And, and to me, objection handling is is you know shutting the door after the horse has bolted um it's it you know where did the car crash did it crash when the metal hit the object or did it crash before when you decided not to slow down for the corner or yep. ignore the the ice sign or not get your brakes fixed when the little warning light came on and and um and the same goes with follow-ups people follow up um as as a as an afterthought um and and really it shouldn't be a follow-up when we have a conversation with a b to well with anyone we should agree at the time what the next step is there's there's only a number of things that you can get out of every sales interaction or five five things out of every sales interaction you should get a yes which is where they will buy or or you're on the right track and you've got another meeting you should get a no where you mutually disqualify each other um you should get a opportunity for a referral ask for a referral that should be in your plan for every meeting you should learn something um uh, that should be in there as well. What have you learned out of this meeting? If you don't, even if you don't sell, you learn stuff. You might learn another way not to sell. I I don't know. 
<laughs> and, and, and the last thing, which is most important, is a clear next step, a mutually agreed next step. And then you don't have to worry about a follow-up. Um, if you agree what the next step looks like and you agree when it's going to happen and you agree the content of that next conversation, the follow-up takes care of itself. It's when we say, when we say we'll send you a quote and then we'll give you a call. And then they end up in chase mode. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, and chasing people. And, and and I used to do this as well. I can't claim that, that you know, that... that, that that I've always been perfect in this. I, you know, I, I do demos and I go and see people. I do a quote and then I chase them and chase them and chase them and they ghost me and they wouldn't answer the calls and they wouldn't return the emails because they got what they wanted from me. Um, and then I just give up chasing and go and chase someone else because, I, you know, and it felt busy. <laughs> it felt like I was working really hard and there was lots of heat generated but not enough light. Um, and that's because the follow-up was not pre-agreed. Um, and so don't do follow-ups, agree a clear next step. I mean, follow-ups are, are, are death of a salesman or person or whatever we right. call them nowadays. Wonderful. I, I mean, this is brilliant advice, everyone. I think we are tempting, especially when, when we want to rush things, especially when it's pretty bad in the business. It's just, just to send all of, all of these quotes and just chase them. And of course, yes, at some point you need to agree on the pricing, but pricing is part of the what they call buyer journey. It is something that we can agree on the technical details about what you're going to provide. But I would definitely encourage everyone to to not follow up for the sake of follow-ups. It's just to consider the journey that you're taking that person or that business or that group of people towards the one goal engagement. And I think what I would add from probably the systematic perspective when it comes to the, the, the follow-ups is, uh, and we can see this in system environment that we maybe it is a wrong way wrong way to say that is it not chase it's more we, we, we talk to wrong people in the wrong time uh, in those buyer journey times and a very good example is two business owners are involved in the business so they will both make a decision and while you're chasing just one person or chasing wrong word talking to one person and not the second person is not involved at all then you don't have full picture of the decision making process, and finally they they just kind of say, "Oh, ignore, uh, ignore Roy. He, he he's selling bullshit. Oh, ignore Bart. He he's just selling uh, just to me, and we don't want to." Uh, yeah. it, it, that relationship management, I think, is a crucial. What what, I, what what do you think? Yeah, I think it's absolutely right. And and I use I use something called HubSpot. Have you ever heard of HubSpot, Bart? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad you're using this. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and it's great to know what the next steps in the buyer's journey must be. But, but I mean, we get a, a pre-call plan, and I'm more than happy to send a pre-call plan out to any, any listener who wants it. Just email me uh, or email you and pass it on. I will send you a pre-call plan. And, and, and the pre-call plan is to find out the right things at the right time. And, and I, was taught, I was taught, you've got to see the man. You've got to go and see the man. Was it the means... I can't remember what the other thing thing was, but 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 when we talk about the decision, the, the decision, salespeople can trip over their own laces by saying to people, "Hey, are you the decision maker?" Well, 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 that rubs people up the wrong way, because they want to know, you know, that salesperson wants to know if I'm just a dog with a note, or I've got any real power, you know, and and and, and this is not what it's about. When you're looking. Your job as a salesperson is find out the decision-making process, how they make decisions around here, and enable the people that you are talking with to either make the introduction or, or sometimes be fully prepared in order for them 
to talk to the decision maker. And, and if the, the, the scenario you just said about two decision makers who are only talking to one of them, my question is always, when you talk to them about spending money with this stranger to them, what are they going to say to you? What do you think they're going to say? They're not going to say, yeah, send a load of money to this, this strange guy, Roy. I've never met him, but if you say he's fine, he's fine. Or are they just going to look over and say, tell me more and ask tough questions? And typically they say to him, well, they're going to say, tell me more and ask tough questions. And I say, okay, and, and if you can't answer those tough questions, how do you feel? And they go, well, you know, I feel a bit rough. I go, well, okay, why do we take you out of harm's way? Why don't we, you introduce them to me, push them in, push me in front of them, and if I mess it up, my fault. You know, no harm done as far as you're concerned. I've messed it up. And, and that way we can take that thing a step further. Does that make sense? And that's what I say to them. And quite often they, they go, yeah, actually that does make sense. Or you discover that actually it is their decision. They they are pretty... Oh, look at that. Um, phone rings. Uh, it is their decision. Um, and, and sometimes they like buyers lie when we talk about decision-making process, they actually talk, lie throughout the process, but they really lie in the decision-making process because of the ego state. Um, and you've really got to, you've really got to dig deep and make it such that they will open up to you. Um, did that make sense or was I rambling? It is, Roy, no, it is. Uh, and that opens up another kind of idea that uh, came to my mind about source of contact that is attached uh, to that potential transaction that you're working on it's obviously if that contact was friend of you and it was introduced by someone else is far more warmer contact than you know just kind of google or general contact inquiry i think recognizing where your contacts that you are involving in a sales process are from will help to also identify what i call the relationship score if, if that, that yeah. makes sense, if if the relationship score is really like, okay, this is a stranger, it, it, it can be even made a funny if, if within sales process, it, it can be the namings for that kind of person could be used in any systems in, in a funny way. So people can have a little bit of laugh, like stranger, my colleague or friend and husband, wife, whatever, you know, it comes to mind, just kind of having that relationship built in into the process and recognizing, okay, that new person that actually came to the sales process is completely new. It's it's new new. We need to understand mm -hmm. where they come from, how they come from, what is their motivation. Um, try to actually listen to them first. It might take some time. So the source of the contacts that you generate on the daily basis will also play a crucial part. Yeah, I mean relationship. We talk about you talk about being a human, and and we talk. I did a I did a video yesterday on on LinkedIn about AI and what AI can do. Um, but ultimately, people buy from people. That's not going to change. Mm -hmm. um, there has to be relationship. But what I tend to see is people go turn up in 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 a meeting uh, with a stranger, um, and it's hello, hello, hello. I'm your new best friend. Would you like a quote? And they think <laughs> they've done they, they 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 they've done the job. Well, they haven't. And and you have to build a relationship to get to the truth. And we have in we have a mantra, which says seek the truth not the sale, seek to serve, not to sell. And if you work on seeking the truth and the real reason 
for you either to work together or not work together. And not work together is okay because you then get to live to fight another day. But seeking the truth is most important. And the truth could mean that it doesn't make sense for you two guys to work together. Um, but the truth could be, actually, they're in a lot of pain. They're just looking for someone to help them that they can trust. And if you actively look for the truth, the trust builds. You cannot yeah. rush this bit. Make sense? Makes completely sense. I think it just kind of summarizes my, my last question is how to say like a human and... Uh recognizing what's the truth and whether you and that that's that's the human aspect you might have all of the data all of the conversation activities saved or just done over the past weeks or so with the prospect but by end of the day you as a human is your decision making process should work in a way that you can recognize whether there is opportunity or maybe there is a, a little bit longer what we call pipeline maybe it's it's yeah let's let's move that conversation for for later discussions because they might not read yet be a, because of the cash flow issue, issues, for example, or they've just restrict, changed the, the business process within the business so they can't make the decision about whatever you're selling in the business. Would you like, just as I, I'm, uh, we approach about 20 minutes and we, we promise our listeners to be conscious, what would you like to add, like your top tips on top of what you already said about how to sell like a human? What is coming to your mind, uh, my, uh, Troy? People don't like change. Change involves risk. Uh-huh. Um, and in order for them to be to change, they've got to be in pain, in some sort of discomfort. And you cannot find their innermost pain if you have a superficial relationship. Um, yep. So, so your job is to find the sort of pain that they actually have, the reasons behind that pain that you might be able to fix, and the impact of doing nothing. And sometimes they could be in pain. But actually, they've been in pain for, 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 for decades and they've learned to, to live with it. Well, that's not a motivator. Um, so sometimes you say, well, actually, we can fix everything that they need, but they're not hurting enough to change. Um, so your job, build a good relationship, find how much they are really, really hurting. And, and it's, like, it's like toothache, you know. Uh, you, so you go to the dentist one day. And, and you have the checkup and he says, great job, we don't need to do anything. Well, happy days, right? You walk out of there, you're, you're really happy. And, and three months later, you get toothache. And, and you've, you've got a couple of choices. Do you wait till your next checkup or are you knocking on the door as soon as they open? But where are you with this? Oh no, definitely phoning them. When's the next next appointment? Yeah, yeah. Now, if they rang you after three months and said, "Yeah, I know everything was okay three months ago. This is the day before you get toothache, right?" They they they, they ring you and say say, um, "Would you like to come for another checkup? We've got a bit of you know, got a bit of slack time. Um, everything was fine, but things can change even in three months. Do you want to come in? What do you say? You go, you you chew around. You go, nothing's hurting." No, thanks. I'll leave it. I wouldn't even probably uh, answer the call. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you? Well, there's that as well. So, the, so this is the thing. They have to be in pain in order to change their behaviour. Uh, your job is to build a relationship so that you can find out what bad things happen to them if the pains that you can solve are not resolved. Make sense? Makes completely sense. Thank you, Roy. Wonderful tips and great stories. Uh, lots of to think about. Uh, lots of inspiration, and I, I hope you all enjoy our conversation, and I'd like to welcome you to subscribe to our channel, whatever you're listening to, whatever platform you're in. 
But Roy, thank you very much. Uh, it's been great talking to you. And and if I can be of any help, would it be okay if I just put my email on there? If I send my email? Yes. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Yeah. It's Roy.Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, at Sandler, S-A-N-D-L-E-R, dot com. If you want that pre-call plan I talked about, just email me. I'll send it straight back to you. And I wouldn't try and sell anything. Every salesperson says that, don't they? I'm not going to try and sell you something. Thank you. Let's build a business based on H to H, not B2B, but human to human sales and marketing automation. A human approach is the only one that sells. <laughs>